This is Donald Parham. You're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part of the L.A. Football Network. Stay jiggy. And this is Chris from the second Chargers outside linebacker. And make sure you check out Chargers Unleashed. Guys, the Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph. They know the vibes. We outside. Are you checking in with Mike Williams from the L.A. Chargers? And you're tuning in to the Chargers Unleashed. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bold Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and Athletic Greens. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Dan Wolkenstein, for the first time under the Chargers Unleashed banner, for the fir- and for the first time in four years oh say it again we get to talk about chargers playoff football get the regular season out of here man. i'm done with it i'm done with it one way or another i'm finished with it i don't Jay. care about it anymore everything back to square one chargers gearing up for their first playoff game wild card weekend chargers versus the jacksonville jaguars jake Men, women, children of all ages, the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers lock up the five seed, are the top wildcard team in the AFC, I believe the fourth best record in the AFC as well. Uh, Chargers play primetime Saturday night. So much to cover. Uh, First and foremost, for those in the comments, for those who are watching live, Give us a quick like and subscribe. Uh, You know how to do this. We love doing live shows. This is for the fans of the audience. So make this as uh, engaging as possible. So leave us, leave us comments, leave us questions, leave us ideas, things you're happy about, things you're upset about, things you'd like to see come playoff time. What do you expect with the Jaguars? Should Jake wear a hat forward to backwards? Should I wear a hat to hide my mug? Whatever you want. Say it all. We're here for you. Uh, Jake, nothing is going to take the shine away from the fact that these Los Angeles Chargers are now in playoff football. Not even you are going to take away the shine. I'm not letting it happen. Not letting it happen. Going into this game, it looks like we have everyone ready to play. Luckily. Ready to play. Possibly Rashawn Slater. Yes, I think Mike Williams will be playing against the Jaguars. It was alluded to that as much today. Um, questions, comments, concerns by people in the chat, put them in there and we'll go ahead and play them. We'll put them on the show. Give us a shout out with how you want to do. Um, Jake, I got to start this thing off with a simple question. Oh man. Over or under? (laughs) (laughs) Over or under? I, I, I I don't know. I wonder... Why I would not have guessed that this question was incoming. Over or under how many F-bombs Jake has on this show. I'm going to put the over and under one and a half. What? <laughs> Man, everybody start pounding me over if that's the case. <laughs> Jake's never happy. That's why. Okay, Jake, let's talk about our friends over at Online real quick so we can get into some of these questions. 
Well, we want to remind everybody that over at Bet Online uh, is going to be remaining your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL for gearing up for the playoffs, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure to use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Scott Childs, we'll start off with you. By the way, love the kind of Bitmoji, whatever thing you got going on, on your YouTube channel. It looks great. Looks like it's a Chargers fan as well. Uh, but Scott Childs chimes in, not going to lie, Joe Lombardi had a good game plan and play calling. Jake Hefner. Folks have been bitching. We have been for most of the season. Where the hell is this Chargers offense? Why is nobody healthy? Why can't we get efficiency? Why can't they score third toward touchdowns? Why can't we get red zone touchdowns? Last couple of weeks, Jake, his offenses look pretty good, pretty healthy. And aside from two offensive skill positions causing turnovers, fumbles yesterday, this Chargers team could have put up 40 on a top 10 defense in the Broncos. So good game plan, good play calling. Folks were clamoring to see this in the last two weeks going into the playoffs. They're seeing it. Let's say you. You know, for, let's just say, all the crap that happened yesterday in... Shut up! Shut up! We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let me finish my sentence. Let me finish my sentence. You can't ignore it. You can't get away from it still. I know we're in playoff mode, but still. Even in everything that... All the fan base was still distraught over with yesterday. Dan, my immediate conversation with you after the game, if there was any silver lining that took place, was the offensive game plan actually looked pretty good. Justin Herbert looked pretty damn sharp. And if it wasn't for three drive killers, one being the Austin Eckler fumble, the other being the Gerald Everett drop on third down where he literally had about 12 or 15 yards ahead of him. And then the third, obviously, after DeAndre Carter caught a great pass, looked like a great long run to extend it. And then Justin Simmons made his presence known once again by uh, causing that fumble and a turnover. Yeah, the Chargers ultimately could have came out with this game with a win, even by pulling their starters in the fourth quarter. But offensively, the game plan, I thought, opened up a little bit more downfield. The protection was a little bit better for Justin Herbert, obviously, in this one. That has been a reason in the past to why he hasn't been able to. Well, it's been one reason, but of the many reasons that we have criticized (laughs) Joe Lombardi on this show. Again, I'm not stepping off my banner just yet. But going into the playoffs, that was a little bit of the momentum, let's just say, that I liked to see. So from Justin Herbert's standpoint, looked sharp, looked on the money. I thought over these last two weeks, especially after those two turnover games that he had against uh, Tennessee um, and Indianapolis, that he needed to get his his self right, and he I feel like he's done that, that that these past two weeks. So, offensive game plan, Joe Lombardi, it's playoff time. Just continue with what works and open up that playbook a little bit more. We are Chargers Unleashed live playoff edition. Questions, comments, put them in the chat. We'll go ahead and discuss these live. The show is going to be yours. You guys have the steering wheel, so we will go as far as you guys would like us to go. Jake, let's look at another one of these comments. Connor says, I want to see Herbert go nuclear in the playoffs. He deserves this. Hell yes, he does. Hell yes. Prime time Herbie, baby. You may need him to go nuclear. That's what this is for. That's so, what you got him for. Hey, I'm all for it. 
Now, it's interesting. Justin Herbert, you know, if you go back and look at the season, right? Statistically, other than like yards, if you just w- were a stat guy and didn't watch any games, you'd be like, wow, Justin Herbert regressed. Like he didn't do that great this year. But that so is not true. And you look at each of these games and some of the quote unquote interceptions that has come to him on accident because of people either dropping or tip passes or people going the wrong direction, i.e. Gerald Everett week two against the Chiefs. Um, Justin Herbert could have 30 plus touchdowns easy. And again, all this on broken ribs. Justin Herbert, healthy. He's got Mike Williams, got Keenan, got Jalen Everett, got Austin Eckler. Offensive line is fully intact, other than Rashawn Slater, who might actually be there, which we'll talk about. Um, a nuclear Justin Herbert on primetime Saturday night is going to be a sight to see. And that's what has everybody excited. If you look at the playoff quarterbacks, which is crazy to me. Someone tweeted me today, Jake. Just in the AFC. Just in the AFC. Did you know Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC playoff picture. Like, isn't that crazy? Future is bright for the NFL. We got a quarterback room of Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, and then hopefully Lamar Jackson. You could argue those are the four, those are the seven best quarterbacks in the AFC, all in the playoffs. So I think I think things happen correctly. Uh, we'll see if Tua plays. We'll see if Lamar Jackson plays. But, Jake, I like this draw. I like this draw, Chargers versus Jaguars. It's the team I'd rather play as a wild card team, uh, which we'll get into kind of that matchup. Um, let's see. Fredo has a question. Slater update. Jake, did you get a chance to listen to the press conference today? I, I did. I heard Brennan Staley's comments on Rashawn Slater. It's, it, you know kind of a little vague are you leading to one side or the other because he basically was just saying how proud he was to get himself to a point where he possibly could play but basically in so many words and paraphrasing it didn't really give an update as to one way or the other so if i'm gauging the tea leaves off of this again we still have to wait for an announcement for the chargers to officially activate him in the 21 day window for him to play i think he's playing I think he's playing. I think he's playing. playing. Dan, you're still going to be the optimist of the two of us. I'm still going to say that if he plays... It's next week. It's next week. I would say he's got a better chance of doing it next week. I think he's playing. I think he's playing. I think it's going to be similar to what we saw with Joey Bosa, where like they were like, oh, you'll see. He's progressing well. It's progressing well. And then, bam, he's activated and going. Uh, I think he's going to play. My fingers are crossed. I I would love to see it, and I hope to God I'm wrong. But we'll see. And Austin Eckler said it on the last show that we had him on, which if you haven't had a chance to go listen slash watch it, it was a great discussion with him, one of the most insightful ones we've had. Um, Shout out to Jamari Sawyer, by the way. Like, uh, Austin Eckler talked about it. Unsung hero. You don't hear anybody talking about, wow, that left tackle is kind of a, a weak link. It's always a plus. Jamari Sawyer literally has saved the Chargers season. Being able to be a formidable backup for Rashawn Slater. So you take that all day, every day. Uh, Jay, question comes in from Anthony. Anthony Vu asks, does it concern y'all? Y'all, I wonder, if, are you from Texas, Anthony? Let us know. Um, does it concern y'all that we couldn't establish a run game with our starters? No. 
I mean, look, it, well, let's just say this. It shouldn't surprise anybody. Maybe that should be the word. It shouldn't surprise anybody. Look, the, the run game has been inconsistent all season long. And yes, you've had good weeks. You've had bad weeks. You look at last week against the Rams, very good a week. The Chargers coaching staff was very committed to, to still be committed to the run. And it worked out really, really well last week against the Rams. This week going up against a much better defense didn't really work out for you that well. So in order to make a playoff push, yes, the Chargers are going to have to establish the run. And I'm sure that Staley is not going to veer away from it, even in times where he should, and he should rely on, you know, the cannon number 10 to get the job done. But still, I understand where the concern comes in. I think in this game, the aspect of it being overly concerned in a game that really did not mean anything when it came down to it, it, it's, it still didn't bother me that well. But you need to get it going. That is, that is w- for sure. There's no question about that. So surprised? No. Is it, a, is it a focus heading into this week against the Jaguars? 100%. Yeah, I'm not concerned about it. You know, I, th- I think you'd like to see it. And <sighs> screw it. All right, let's just get into it. Um, this week 18 was kind of a weird one. Your Chargers found out that they were not having anything to play for other than, again, I'm just, this is not me saying it. This is, I think, what the coach is saying. <laughs> other than for some momentum, other than to kind of iron out some kinks on offense and defense, get some guys some reps, you know, establish a winning identity and culture and da 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 um, The Chargers... You know, statistically, seeding wise, there's nothing positive they can get from winning or even playing that game, to be honest, other than like playing you and me and a couple other people. Um, Jake, you and I talked about it. What we wanted was to see, regardless of the outcome, if the Chargers did not need to play to win that game, we wanted to see a couple series with this offense, see it humming. That's a wrap. Chargers offense. Couple series. <laughs> Humming. Jake and I. Both. That's a wrap. Not just, not just you and I. <laughs> if you follow the Chargers Twitter timeline, basically, the yep. fan base was saying like, okay, that's great. Pull them. Get them out. No more. And Spin. not a minute by minute by minute. The heart rate, the blood pressure of Chargers fans everywhere. The announcers talked about it. Twitter was ablaze. People were pissed. Rightfully People so. were stressed. Rightfully so. <sighs> okay. Rightfully so. People were upset. Hold on. Like, right, I'll say this. Rightfully so. People can disagree with it and did not like it. But like the extent that people got in their feelings on Chargers Twitter was like another level. And so all this to say. I think the week 18 was way more stressful than we thought it would be. than we thought it should be than it should have been. And I'll just be honest. I don't agree with Brandon Stanley. I understand his perspective and why he wanted to do it, but I don't agree with it. I will always prioritize health going into a playoff game over quote unquote momentum or reps or whatever. Like, they can have all of them in the world, but if Joey Bosa, Derwin James, and Justin Herbert aren't there, you're not winning. So, I don't think anyone 
I don't think agrees with it. I think some people understand it. And again, we're talking about a ballsy head coach who does stuff kind of against the grain, who's pretty aggressive, who doesn't really care what anybody else thinks. He does what him and his players want to do. Those players wanted to begin. Austin Eckler talked about it. You're going to have to drag him out, take his helmet, or else he's playing. And yes, part of the importance of a head coach is to take matters out of the player's hands. But damn, it sucked seeing Matt, seeing Mike Williams get hurt like that. And the optics were terrible. You know, he, he's on the ground for a bit. Agony. Goes off the sidelines, having to get helped by a couple trainers. Then gets carted off the field. Then you see, like, the back view where he's, like, not feeling great. And then you hear afterwards, Brandon Staley says, oh, well, it's possible he could have played. And then, you know, fast forward, then you see slash here, I think Popper talked about it, a few people talked about it. Mike Williams, like, needed assistance from trainers to get into the bus. And so, I think there's a little bit of truth in all of this. Um, it seems like, again, just to kind of get people up to speed, MRIs were negative, x-rays were negative. It looks like it was just was it back spasms? Is that what they're calling it? That's that was the most consistent report that I was hearing. And so Mike Williams, when asked, or just excuse me, when Brandon Sale was asked today, is Mike Williams good to go? That's what he's under the impression of. Mike Williams will play on Sunday. Now, I don't know if it was, I think real quick, Matthew says, Matthew Chudakowski says it's was a contusion, which that was the latest that I heard. Which basically it's a bruise. Um, I go back and forth, Jake. I'll give you the floor here in a second. I'll go back and forth. Oh, I'm just waiting. I know, I know. I'll go back and forth. They need Mike Williams, man. Like, and given the history, given kind of how much we've seen, how much he means to this team, given the injuries he's had in the past, given the narrative of the injuries this season. Like there's, there probably are like eight to 10 guys that I'm like, do not let them get hurt. I would put Mike Williams in that, Keenan Allen's in that, Justin Herbert's in that. I would put Eckler in that, Derwin's in that, Bosa's in that, Max in that. Like those are the guys, like no excuse. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. But it was a scare. People were pissed and people were questioning it. But I get the I get the rage. I get it. Jake, you were a little bit more upset than me. How are you feeling now? It's been a little more. Ru- it's it's been roughly 24 hours since. How are let's you feeling just, now? Let's just say I'm as I sit here tonight, January 9th, I am not nearly as in my feelings or bullish about this situation as I was 24 hours ago. However, Dan, let's be real for two seconds. Brandon Staley has to be considered the luckiest man in Los Angeles tonight. (laughs) Do you understand this? Because if these situations came back, especially with Mike Williams, and if these injury indications were anything more serious, if they were more serious for Kenneth Murray, if they were more serious for Brandon, or uh, excuse me, for Joey Bosa, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like you said, 
we were on the show last week and we were when we were previewing this game i'm totally of the mindset that i don't want to go in with your starters and the play going into the playoffs with kind of cold. just yeah cold rusty whatever it is you want to call it i was fine with them taking a few series and we saw that and offensively it looked good i really had a problem with what brandon staley used as an excuse to basically say, well, this isn't the preseason. We don't have a 90-man roster that we could just field a whole other unit out there. We only have 46 players that we can dress, or is it 48 now? Excuse me. Um, you only have that condensed of a roster, so there's only 11 so personnel. Can, put three tight ends. You can put you know what? Jake as a tight end. I don't care. You know what? Tom Brady got yanked in the second quarter of his game. That didn't mean anything. And was he pissed about it? Yeah, he was pissed about it. But at the end of the day, who cares? Brian Dable, New York Giants game, in a game that didn't mean anything, did not play his starting quarterback, his starting running back, and a handful of other players because of a situation of that nature. Mm-hmm. Now, call it what you will, but there is, there is that fine line between wanting your players to stay in rhythm and then just being arrogant and just stupid. And Brandon Staley really rode that line. And luckily for him, you dodged some major obstacles with this. And you're he very knows, I think he knows it. I think he knows it. I think he knows it. And I think that's probably the frustration that you saw from him in the press conference yesterday. And was- that was also why I didn't blame the fan base. Because going into this game, it, it, it's like the healthiest that the Chargers have been in God knows how long. And we all know following this fan base for the better part of how long each one of us... Hang on a second. For each one of us have been following it. When the Chargers have an injured player, and even that we've seen this year, whatever they possibly say is like, oh, he's going to be fine. You may be waiting like an an extra month until they end up coming back. So that is the reason why Charger fans are all up in their feelings, especially at that point and seeing those visuals with Mike Williams. Yes, and I hear you. And again, I get it. I get it. But you can't be that surprised. I guess what I'm saying is you can't be that surprised. Like this coach is like, he does not play scared. This isn't about winning one playoff game. This is like getting all the way. And he's probably like, sure. We can be Jacksonville. We're going to be hosed. If we have no momentum. I don't know. I make this up, but this is about playing the bills. This is about playing the chiefs. Like we, we need to have momentum. And honestly, I liked what I saw from the offense yesterday. Aside from the Mike Williams injury, which is kind of a fluke thing, which, again, that's how injuries happen, I liked the offense. I liked it. Eckler kind of had a rough day a little bit, but that's all right. Um, and if it's a bruise, essentially, contusion, there are many ways you can get around that. Like, lots of folks have been here in the comments. Uh, Weston Werbert, love the name. Put some Icy Hot on it. Mike Dub will be fine. Cortisone shot. He's good from Matthew. Um Jake, I have to ask, put this question in here. Uh, <laughs> Jorge Rodriguez wants to know, why is Jake in black and white? Well, if you can't see it, you know, I'm a fan of Stranger Things, so I have my Hellfire Club t-shirt on. Um, if you happen to look at my closet, I mean, <laughs> about, about 75% of the shirts that I own are all black, so I'm kind of favored to go in that direction anyways. Uh, what can I say? I, I, I like black shirts. They look good. 
on the My favorite color on the pessimistic <laughs> side reality check comes in back spasms are debilitating looks worse short term than it actually is in the long run actually no maybe that's not pessimistic so in the short term meaning like in like the couple hours sucks long term days later you're probably fine uh Someone says TCU run defense looking like the Chargers. It is because I have it. I have it right here that I just keep glancing at, and it does. It does. That's not far off. <laughs> Again, I don't really. I don't put much stock into the outcome of that game. Like the. Run, I think that's. The, I think that's the point. Dude. No, no, no. I know. I, I'm. I'm moving on from the Mike Williams thing. I'm thinking of like, okay, people were upset that like we gave up. Yeah, you know, the run the run defense wasn't great. Um, the things we talked about, it, the things that I was looking for, can the offense sustain drives? Can they produce and be efficient? That was the question. That was the question. This defense, like Derwin James, didn't play the whole the whole game. The whole game, there were some blown coverages. Sure. But like we've talked about this all season. People want to clown the Denver Broncos and it's been a dumpster fire cluster. Their skill positions are very good. Like very good. And say what you about Russell Wilson. Like he made some good plays. Like should the Chargers have lost to them fully healthy? No. And honestly, I don't think they would have. Um, Scott Childs has a question or a comment in here, Jake. McVeigh may have revealed a weakness. Denver did the Sam by running outside. I believe he meant same. Hope they correct the weakness. I am very glad that someone said this because after your soliloquy that you were going on as far as, oh, you know, I'm not that, you know, worried about the outcome of the game. I, I get all that, Dan, because you wanted to see the exact same things as I did. But given what you saw from the Rams game and what Cam Akers did to this defense, you know, we were going into this game wanting to see that clamp down a little bit. Again, this was Latavius Murray. That was the running back back here, but it didn't matter. Usually it doesn't matter who the hell the running back is going up against the Chargers <laughs> this season when it comes to rushing defense. So even the announcers were calling it out, Dan. They were saying, oh, that could be something that Jacksonville is going to look at next week and try to take advantage of. And now you're going up against a much more fluid and versatile offense with Trevor Lawrence at the helm. So yeah, it's it's definitely something that when you're in the film room this week, coaches and players alike better be taking that into account. And hopefully you don't allow that weakness to kill you on defense. If you're just tuning in, we are doing a live Q&A. The show is yours. Take the reins. So we're going through these comments and questions. If you have not already done so, please hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, helps us out a ton. Uh, Jake, let's get to some of these comments here real fast. Uh, QGT1 asks, score prediction for the Chargers versus Jacksonville game. We're nowhere near that. It's too early. It's too early. It's too, it's too early. early. If you want to give yours, go for it. Um, by the way, guys, we have an action-packed week on Chargers Unleashed. Multiple special guests. Multiple episodes coming up this week after this. Uh, so... Very much looking forward to it. One of the crowd favorites, Jake, is going to be joining Chargers. Dan Wolkenstein once again. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Working the phones. What a hunter collects. Do you remember when that was a thing? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Dang, we are yeah. old. Uh, 
someone asked, Matt Filer needs to step up, but who do you think will take his spot once Slater returns? Now, that's a two-part question. One, should someone take his spot? And if so, who? I don't know if you cause more inconsistencies in the offensive line by when Slater comes back that you simply replace Matt Filer with, let's just say, Jamari Sawyer, who we all expect to be the long-term answer at next year. Sure. So I don't know in terms of continuity goes, because I'll say this, Matt Filer is a better player when Rashawn Slater is playing to his left. So let's think about that for a second. Um, you do have to remember who's currently sitting at his left right now, as good as a fill-in as Jamari Sawyer has been for being a six-round rookie who has performed admirably. You're still going to have your inconsistencies and your drop-offs. So to me, I think you stick with what's been there and what's been familiar for Justin Herbert for the past better part of the last two seasons, that if Slater does return, that you keep your core veteran offensive line intact. I would agree. It's very tempting to put Jamari Sawyer there. It's tempting, but he has not done it once. <laughs> and to have him go out there and do it for the first time in a playoff game, that's a lot of chips in the center of the table at the very beginning. That might not be necessary. It just seems unnecessary. It's an unnecessary risk. Uh, Jake, how about this for some optimism? Nick Burnett, the Chargers are going to surprise us all next week and slay. I see what you did there. I can feel. I can feel it. I think he meant feel it. How? I, we'll get into all the predictions and stuff later. But um, confidence level in this Chargers offense specifically. I mean, you have to feel better about it at least, just from a personnel standpoint alone. You didn't have Keenan Allen. In do you week feel? Three. Do you feel better in it? Do you feel better now than you did two weeks ago? Personnel wise, yes, I do. And I like the way that the offense has looked over the last two weeks because there's definitely been a lot of things that they have needed to correct and be consistent about going into the playoffs. So Keenan Allen wasn't there in week three. You didn't have Donald Parham in week three. You lose Rashawn Slater and Joey Bosa in that game. I believe that was also the game that Guyton went out, if I was if I remember correctly. So this is a very different Chargers team just from a personnel standpoint alone. So now you go back and you look at that game. You look at, I mean, and obviously, how could we forget? Justin Herbert was just coming back off the rib, uh, the rib injury from the week before that against was a Kansas City, of a week. which Joe Lombardi admitted after the game that he kind of just held the reins in that game because he wanted to be ultra careful and not put Justin in a position where he was going to get hurt. If you know, we've been through that after that game in week three, and We've talked, we've talked about the decisions that the coaching staff made by keeping Justin Herbert in there, but again, that's in the past. So a healthy Justin Herbert now with those weapons that he has, a returning Joey Bosa, we'll see about a returning possible return of Rashawn Slater, who knows, but James. yeah, I would think that they would go back and they would look at that film. It's going to be very, very different. So we'll see what happens. Friend of the show, Joe Fernandez chimes in. Bolt up, my brothers. It's been a while since I've joined a live show. Missed you guys. All I'm hoping for is for our boys to shut everyone up and ball out. And Joe Fernandez, first off, thanks for tuning in. Friend Joe Fernandez or Dan, Dan Wolkenstein <laughs> just became the biggest fan of one Joe Fernandez right now. Look, I've said this before. I said, see you, Jake. If the Chargers win this Saturday... Still waiting for the shirt to be printed. If the Chargers win this Saturday... Imagine the euphoria. 
Imagine the euphoria. Ima- imagine how quiet. Bull God, they quiet. Imagine how quiet some of these pessimistic, some of these haters, some of these leeches that are so toxic. Not all of them are, but there are some. You guys know who they are. You've seen them. If they win, crickets. It will be absolute crickets, and it will feel so good. So, yes, all I'm hoping for as well is for the Chargers to ball out and shut everyone up. Um, let's see. Let's cut in some of these questions real fast. Weston Werber. Our fan base has been traumatized over the years, so I get it. The Broncos game was a lose-lose situation either way. I agree. I think Brandon Staley was screwed. Regardless, if you said he didn't play the starters, they would say, wow, we looked that mediocre against the Broncos team. How could he lose to the sorry Broncos? Like, if they lose, like, it just, it was, it was kind of a lose-lose. I, I don't get it. Um, there was an interesting one here that I thought was <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I think it was from, come on, it's coming up quick. Hold on. Uh, I lost it. Oh, well, I'll see if I can find it. But there was someone that asked, basically I'm paraphrasing, but they had said, Jake, that, like, let's not pretend like Mike Williams isn't, like, injury prone to where, like, you can easily see him get hurt in the first play on Sunday. Not even related to the back spasm or the back contusion or the bruise. Like, I don't I don't put next week on Staley for Mike Williams. I don't. I just... I don't. Like, we, he, do, he does a bullet, for sure. But, like, now we're good. Now we're good. Um, I think most people in the comments take are saying they agreed with playing the starters, but also agree they should have had a personnel active to where once they got to a certain point, i.e. for you and me, those first two drives... <laughs> How about, act, boys how and about girls. activate more than four wide receivers? This team has been doing that for the better part of this year. And that's even when Keenan Allen was not in the starting lineup. So give, give your personnel a little bit more depth while also giving your quarterback maybe an extra target to throw to. I don't know. MB says, I think the defense play calls are pretty vanilla, though. I agree. I don't disagree with that one I, bit. I thought the defense, like there was nothing really, there was no positives to come from the defense balling out. Other than momentum. And then you get 11th win. Which you've seen, Jake, some people have talked about. Like, I wonder if there was like a, uh, I don't know, a kicker for Brandon Staley if he got to 11 wins versus 10. <laughs> like, maybe he got, maybe would have gotten paid more. Who knows? Um, Jorge says, I don't think the defense really wanted to be out there. I disagree. I think every one of those players wanted to play. I don't think I, they wanted to. Here's Here's what I'll say to that, Dan. I agree with you, but if you're a defensive player and you see Kenneth Murray go out and Joey Bosa go out in a very short amount of time, yep. like you're out there, but are you really going at a hundred percent after watching both of those, those guys go down? And it was noted that, from all the man coverage that we've seen the Chargers been playing over these last couple of weeks, being more aggressive, it was much more soft zone. So, yes, defense from a vanilla standpoint, and I hope that that was from a standpoint of just being, you know, careful after the injury started to happen. But even as a player, it's just like, look, okay, let me just reset my head for a second. This game doesn't mean anything. We got the playoffs next week. I'm not going to go 100% here. <laughs> Jake, apparently you did me dirty. 
when you did a SpongeBob impression. That's how I sounded. Would you rather I, I make it like Stewie? We could, you know, be talking like this a little I, bit now. I, I wish I could talk like Stewie the whole day. That would just, oh, that would make my day. Oh, um, God, yes. Okay, lots of questions in here. People have been asking, a few people. Some people are predicting that Mike Williams is not going to play. People are asking, yes, I do think Mike Williams will be back. The coach said so. It's a back contusion, i.e. bruise. Many things that could be done to help with that. But in short, Yes. Okay. Everyone, if you, anybody else sees anybody in the comments asking that question, like help us out. Just tell them they already said it. Yes. Um, Dan, okay. I got something. I got something that might not necessarily help back contusions. Okay. But will definitely help you feel good internally. Mm. Oh, oh, I know we're going. Did you have it, it? If I did have it earlier today, yes. yes. Or if you're in Dan Wolkenstein's case, um, his optimism is lifted every time that he grabs a big cup of athletic greens. Uh, if you guys have been following the show, Dan and I have been taking athletic greens now for about the past two months. Specifically for me, I like to stay in shape. I go to the gym regularly, but my diet has been absolute crap. Look, I can tell you a little story right now. Uh, yes, I don't have any discipline when it comes to my diet. Yes, I like fast food. What can I say? I'm a big lover of in and out and so has my wife been over the past couple of days because a burger has sounded really good to the both of us over the last three days. And yes, we have had that for dinner. But when I'm not eating in and out burgers or any other type of fast food, definitely athletic greens from a standpoint of getting all of the essential vitamins, minerals, nutrients that you need for essential when it comes to just overall health, especially when it comes to your gut, like me writing, writing that line of pushing 40, um, Athletic Greens is definitely something to go out there and get your hands on it to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed. That is athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We don't sling stuff we don't actually enjoy personally. AG1, I'm telling you, is probably one of the Wait, most delicious things. This, this is the this is the residue right here. <laughs> I still haven't absolutely finished it, but this was it. Take it, take it from us. It tastes way better than a lot of these other things you're getting that has so many vitamins, minerals, vegetables, you name it. AG1 from Athletic Greens. Go to charges, go to athleticgreens.com backslash charges unleashed and get yourself healthy, especially the new year, all these resolutions. Uh Jake, turn the page. Proverbial page now turned. Thoughts on Jacksonville. How confident do you guys feel about this matchup? Now, I'm going to let this thing go out and just say this. We're talking about Jake Hefner here. And can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> the Chargers could be playing the B squad of the Texans. And Jake will come out and say, I'm not feeling too good about this one, Dan. This is totally a trap game. Chargers are going to lose this one. I don't feel good about it. Now we're in the playoffs. Chargers are playing the Jaguars. Best you could have gotten as a Chargers fan. Jake, how confident are you? Well, <laughs> Dan, nice shot. Good try. But, but, what? 
you missed the point, my friend. Because if you're going to try to use the example of Actually, like, oh, wait. the Chargers are going to lose to a B squad of the Houston Desert, well, guess what? They did last year when they had the playoffs on the line. So don't put that, try to put that past me when that situation happens. Look, there was a time earlier on in this season where the inconsistencies were just all over the place and they were too big not to miss. Like they were, they were huge. From a standpoint of, let's just start with Joe Lombardi in the offense, which has been my biggest criticism this entire season about this team, outside of health, because health you can't even use an excuse for. It is still amazing that Justin Herbert threw for just under 5,000 yards without having one of his receivers go for 1,000. That stat is ridiculous, considering everything that has happened to him and the rest of this offensive unit this year. But... What has taken place over these last couple of weeks? This is what I want us to see. Dan, I still didn't see it enough in Tennessee. I still didn't see it enough in Indianapolis. You needed to sort of right the ship, especially if you're going to be making a playoff push. Over these last two weeks, I haven't had much to say in terms of negativity as it relates to Joe Lombardi and his offensive play calling. Now, can you keep that consistency going? Can you utilize what seems to work really, really good with your offense, and more specifically, with your star quarterback. Maximize the potential of your quarterback and the players around him into your offensive game planning and, and, and calling of the offense. Do that, and I'll feel a lot better. That's been my biggest criticism. I don't have any other outwards hate of anything. I agree. But, but that has been my biggest criticism. Okay, so... So what are my thoughts on Jack? Well, I said earlier, I said earlier, how confident or unconfident do you feel about this matchup? I, I feel more confident about it than anybody should have going into week three with a banged up Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen, no Donald Parham an injured Joey Bosa an injured Rashawn Slater. You feel more confident going into this game. 100% still things to figure out. I.e. The run game, which has been a consistent issue as far as the defense goes, you need to figure out a way to clamp that down. Two ways to do it. You either stop the run or your offense goes nuclear and you build up such a lead to where they can't rely on the run anymore. So we'll take more of a deep dive as we get further on into the week and closer to the Jacksonville game on on Saturday. But just at surface level, Dan, for what I'll tease right now, yeah, I feel more confident. Standing now from what I've seen over the last few weeks, but you still have some things you need to work out. Scott Childs comes in, and I'll bury the lead here, Jake. Obviously, I feel very confident about this one. We'll talk oh about my this later. God. Are you shocked? Be Shocker. Spoiler alert. Uh, Scott Childs comes in. Jaguars caught the charge in a perfect disaster. He's talking about earlier in the season. Now things are more even. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matthew Trasinski? Nick? Right, of course, Nick Wright thinks that the prince that was promised, i.e. Trevor Lawrence, is going to beat us. Are you surprised? No, I'm not surprised. You know, I, Nick Wright actually had a nice few weeks of <laughs> talking, about, <laughs> talking about how good the Chargers were and how good they looked. Now, you know, we all know Nick Wright's fandom and where that resides with, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, Weston Herbert, we are going to have to hear Duval all week, which honestly, it's so dumb. It's I mean, think, so think, dumb. We'll, we'll think about that just for a second. 
<laughs> the last time that the Jaguars were playing in the playoffs, it's it's been a minute. So you better believe that they're going to be coming with Duval all week, and rightfully so. Why shouldn't they be excited? So just expect to hear it. Understand why it, why it's going to be there, but go out there and handle your business. I mean, as much as I clown them because like it's annoying, it's so annoying, and it just feels a little weird. Uh, like their teams in the playoffs, they just won a pretty great game, although they didn't play well. But like the the way that that season went for them and the Titans, like polar opposite. Like yeah, they have reason to be on a high. I get it. Um, but yes, uh, folks are talking about like in the comments here. Jags fans are a hundred percent confident. They're going to beat us. The pressure's all on them, which they're the home team. I mean, why wouldn't you? They beat the Chargers early in the season. Why wouldn't you? Um, so, but I'll say this. MB says this. Their fan base deserves it. Although they are, although they are on the line of being Miami obnoxious. Are they really? Because I, I haven't mean, gone that far. You know, that's a pretty high pedestal to get up to. I mean, there's, there's, believe it or not, there's actually peaks that are higher in the obnoxious tower other, oh, than, other than Miami. I don't, oh, I, okay. I, I wouldn't obnoxious. consider that Jacksonville is close. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that they're that close. Really? <laughs> no. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not in the Twitter sphere that much when it comes to the Duval hashtag. Somebody tell me if I, if, if I'm wrong on that, <laughs> but. I don't see that many Jacksonville fans being up to that level. No, the the silent but the silent minority of Jaguars fans are pretty crazy. Um, so talk about Jacksonville for a second. Let's just kind of go very high level. Okay, we're not going to get into the weeds. We have all week for this. Jacksonville offense, Chargers offense. Which one are you taking? <laughs> If you were to put a check mark by one of them, which one are you putting as, as the advantage? I, I would say, and it's it's weird that you, that I, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. You're going to say the Jaguars. I I only say that because it is a little bit more well balanced with the way that its run game has been a little bit more consistent throughout this season. As I said, the Chargers need to get that going if they are going to make a playoff push. They did it last week against the Rams. You weren't too successful with it against the Denver Broncos. In weeks past, it's been like this. You've had your good days and you've had your bad, but you really need to make that an established part of your offense. If this offense can become balanced with the way that Justin Herbert has been playing as sharp as he has been over these last couple of weeks, the Chargers can be dangerous, extremely dangerous if they can get that ship righted. So just from what I see on paper with how Doug Peterson is operating that offense with his play calling and his offense and the balance that he looks for. Yeah, you know, I'll give the tip of the cap there. Quarterback, you already know who I'm going to favor in that scenario. Wide receivers, the Chargers have that. I understand all that. But from a balance standpoint, overall, that's, right, that's overall, where I get it to Jacksonville. No, but if I said which offense is better? Personnel-wise, obviously the Chargers have the better personnel in that regard. Okay, defense. Jaguars, Chargers. This is a little bit more interesting. Yes, because I, I think you look for the strengths and weaknesses between if you were to go from the defensive line to the middle to the secondary, there's cases to be made. Um, 
if if Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack return to the version that we saw before Joey Bosa went down in week three, this could get interesting. If they, if they, if they really can be like if they could be like that with the way that this team has been playing against the runner the last like month. It's it's also including, and Dan and I have said this when we have heard over this last month in relation to this defense, when you're hearing guys that aren't household names, you're not hearing Joey Bosa, you're not hearing Der- just Derwin James, you're not hearing just Drew Tranquil, but you're hearing guys like Kenneth Murray, Morgan Fox, Kyle Van Noy, what he has come into over these last five weeks, Jasir Taylor, what he's done. How about Michael Davis? You get that defense playing the way it has over this last, for the better part of this last month, you you can get a defense that can stifle that Jaguars offense, I believe. Special teams. Ooh. <laughs> um, weirdly, it's the Chargers. I, it's, it feels so weird to say. I it. mean, I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, if we're taking it as a whole, you know, yeah, including Dicker the kicker in that, and then your coverage units, and your punter. You know, maybe, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more from your return unit, but I mean, yeah, overall the. Special teams haven't killed you. So they've been, it's probably been the most consistent unit that you've had this season, which is really bizarre to say for a Chargers team. Jake, one of the funniest names that I've seen come into the chat is. <laughs> I'm Gert- getting it right now. Girthy guitarist. That's great. And has like the Rolling Stones lips with the Chargers logo on the tongue, which yep. is pretty funny. That's um, good. Girthy guitarist says, let's hope the Chargers can catch and not fumble. I'm That'd assuming be nice. this, uh, That'd be nice. I have so many you, questions about the name, Girthy you, Guitarist. You had issues with catching in fumbling last week, so let's just hope you got that out of your system. Do you think he do you think the girth is referring to the guitar? I don't know, but you know what? <laughs> I I have a fat cat and I use the term girth a lot anyways, so kudos, kudos to Girthy Guitarist for putting together a name like that. Uh reality chat comes in. Who remembers Blake Bortles then Jalen Ramsey Jags? <laughs> I, I remember it shout out um a lot of people in the comments are talking about kind of the position by position group and charges are taken most of the time uh jorge rodriguez says girthy fingers girthy fingers girthy, that sounds like a great name for like a fantasy football team look with with about 12 minutes left in this show <laughs> Just start inserting girthy into anything that you could possibly do, and let's just filter them through. All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, so have a little bit of fun. Okay, so look, um, we've had a girthy episode here. There you go. Now we're talking. And I think it's important for folks to kind of – I was going to leave this girthy fingers up for a bit because anyone who comes in now for the first time is going to be like, what the hell? Let me talk about it. Also, show is this. <laughs> if you're first, first time tuning in, hit the like and subscribe for more girthy, girthy takes. Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jake, look, uh, let's talk about Jacksonville for a second. I agree. I think their offense is more balanced than the Chargers as a whole. But I honestly don't know if that matters. Like, it's true. Often, t- oftentimes, the godlike quarterback wins playoff games. And Trevor Lawrence has looked pretty darn good this season. But let's call a spade a spade. 
Like he's not Justin Herbert. You're right about that. And it's interesting for both of these quarterbacks, they're being their first playoff appearance since they've been in the NFL. Uh, you know, how is each one of them going to respond? You know, Trevor Lawrence has been on those big stages. Justin Herbert has been on those big stages. Here's where the X factor kind of comes into play, Dan. I mean, Doug Peterson's been there before. Mm-hmm. This is Brandon Staley's first time as a head coach getting into there. So let's see what he can possibly dial up to be creative. But yeah, from a personnel standpoint, the Chargers have all the girth. Let's just say that. <laughs> from a personnel standpoint, they got the girth. Now, can you go out and execute properly? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Harry Potter and the girthly hallows. Now we're getting creative. I like it. <laughs> oh, man. This is too much fun. Um, folks who are late joining, we've already talked about the injuries sustained last yesterday. We already talked about the impact. We already talked about the Brandon Staley decision. If you haven't our chance rewind you can go look at it we're currently just going for as many ways to use the term girth for these last seven minutes uh scott childs again from the top rope star wars the girth strikes back (laughs) um but jake okay so in my eyes i think this defense i think they kept receipts from that week three game and that week three game there are a lot of folks who were not playing and or who got hurt. I don't think Corey Lindsay was playing in that game. And who was out? Michael Williams and Keenan Allen? One of those two did not play. That was also coming off the week from Kansas City that you lost Corey Lindsay in the game. You also lost Trey Pipkins late in that game. I can't remember if either one of them were playing in that game. It's a very, it's a very different team now. The Chargers secondary is playing together on a string. Bryce Callahan is balling out. I think he should be good to go. Alohi Gilman has been great. Derwin James will be back. You saw what Derwin James did in one half of football. Week 17. Like, he's seeking missile. And Joey Bosa back with Khalil Mack. Setting both sides, of the setting both edges, I think, is going to be key. I like our squad, Jake. I like our squad. This is the goodest time as ever. And man. (laughs) Reality check. The girthy neck. Let's talk about this. The girthy (laughs) neck. The girthy neck of Trevor Lawrence. Jake, question for you. If, If Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence were action figures, which ones would they be? Wow. Um... Hmm. This is interesting because I I think to like the comic books, maybe like a Gambit or maybe a Adam Warlock. You know, you kind of use the long hair as just a a base point for for that to think of (laughs) uh, action figures or superheroes. But look, girthy neck, (laughs) as much as I like this comment from Reality Check, I... You just kind of reminded me of it. Who has a more girthier neck than Mike Glennon? I mean, or Glennon. Yeah, Mike Glennon. Anybody remember Mike Glennon? Yeah. Neck. (laughs) Girth. That's Mike Glennon. It's neck Glennon, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right. So we've got some predictions in here. Uh, Someone's saying 31-17 Chargers. Someone says Chargers 47, girth zero. 
<laughs> which will be happening on planet girth according to reality check um jake we got five minutes guys gals in the comments last chance let's kind of go rapid fire any questions topics discussion points you'd like us to cover um the early Jake. lines right now, Dan, since people are starting to throw out game predictions, the early lines right now is Chargers are favored by one and a half points. It's going to move. Over or under is 47. Oh. I'd pound ah, the over for I, sure. I would yes. pound the over for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, Shadokis. I'm hoping I say that correct. Um, after the Heath Adventures predicts 27-23 bolts, which puts that at 50, so they take the over. Uh, do you see the team occasionally using Chicken Parm as wide receiver? I personally love how they have started using Donald Parham more this game against Denver. You look at uh, last week against the Rams, and even the week before that, Dan, there was the play that was negated for holding, but Donald Parham got free for like a 30-yard pass that didn't even count. So what I would like to see is them utilizing more of their two tight end sets between Gerald Everett and Donald Parham in the red zone, which we got a preview of last week. I'd like to see more of that. Give me more of that, please. Vile Productions. If anyone thinks the Chargers were trying 109% yesterday, you're delusional. I, that's, I think that's right. we all agree. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'll agree. I don't, I don't uh, disagree with that. Matthew takes the over and the Chargers minus one and a half. He also attempted to do it with Donald Gertham. Donald Gertham. I don't know if I buy that one. I don't know if I buy that one. Ooh, good question. Put it in the comments. I guess it's fair. I guess it's fair at this point in time. Yeah. Bold predictions. We can start talking about bold predictions. Okay. Yes. In the comments. In the comments. Tell us what your bold predictions are for this Chargers-Jaguars game. And hell, Jake, if if we get someone who can get it correct... I don't know exactly what we'll do, but Jake and I, I will. How about a giveaway? We'll do a giveaway. We'll do a giveaway. giveaway. All right. If you get it right, giveaway is yours. Uh, the girth is yours. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, Go ahead, Dan. Make, make a bold prediction for this game. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. I think Justin Herbert has over 300 yards, four touchdowns. And I think you're going to see it from four different receivers. He's going to spread it out that much. Yep. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go two tight ends and two receivers. Two wide receivers. Okay. Ah, Sorry. Two tight ends slash running back. Two receivers. Oof. Mm. So I'm thinking Parham. I'm thinking Parham, and then I'm torn between Gerald Everett and Austin Eckler because you've seen Austin Eckler get so many. He's at 18. Uh, and then I think Michael Williams and Keenan Allen both get one. Oh. I say Austin Eckler stays hot. I say he goes for over 100 yards in this game as you've seen it with this coaching staff. Still, even when it doesn't necessarily work to the offense's benefit or even look good on the final stat sheet, they still will remain committed to the run. So I think you'll see the run game as non-existent as it looked yesterday and as inconsistent as it has looked throughout this season. 
I'll make a bold prediction to say Austin Eckler gets Austin Eckler gets in the end zone twice, goes over a hundred yards rushing on his own. Okay, uh, we've got some bold predictions in here. Scott Child says Herbert gets four touchdowns. Uh, Daniel Hordak has Chargers thirty four, Jacksonville sixteen. That's a blowout. Uh, we've got Jorge Rodriguez in here saying defense gets minimum two picks and over five sacks. They make Trevor Lawrence look mediocre, which, if we're being honest, the Tennessee Titans made Trevor Lawrence mediocre. Steve Doyle, Chargers 23, Girth 17. <laughs> uh, Woodrow, Woodrow Piney, Keenan Allen has some dance moves that need to be discussed, though. For real, for real. Bro, my favorite of this, I even paused this moment in the game to rewind it and show my wife what he did. I can't remember what quarter it was, but it was right after he had a catch. And it looked like he was like getting up like real slowly and then just all of a sudden just went into the hole. <laughs> just out of nowhere. It looked great. <laughs> I loved it. Was he doing the Superman? Is that what that was? I don't know what the hell he was doing, but it looked good. He, he, made, he made it look good. I made it look like crap. He made right. it look like good. We're wrapping up. Uh, let's go into some of these. Rupon says Keenan Allen over Mike Keenan and Mike over 100 yards each. That's a bold prediction. Uh, Marin or Moran. I apologize. I'm terrible with names. I apologize. Eckler gets both a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Jorge's excited to see what Bosa and Mac duo looks like. Steve Doyle says Bosa gets two sacks. Return. Scott. Childs has Eckler goes for 53 yards, a touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a passing touchdown. Ah, okay. So two touchdowns for him. Matthew, Chargers defense, four sacks, two interceptions. Ooh, two defensive touchdowns was called out here. Chargers block punt, bold prediction. Man, if that, if I hope we got a girthy special teams prediction. <laughs> <laughs> oh this is too fun um all right guys gals we're gonna be wrapping this thing up uh we have a ton in store for you this week stay tuned new episode coming tomorrow i'll tell you that right now uh friend of the show's coming all week very exciting time chargers are in the playoffs they are the number five seed going up against the number four jacksonville jaguars we get to talk about playoff football jake does not get to talk about the draft and Just that makes yet. me so happy that makes me so happy. Uh, I can't tell you how much we appreciate everyone out there who has been supporting us throughout this entire thing. Uh, it's been a wild ride. And to think this is just the beginning, Jake, is pretty <laughs> insane to me. Um, we may or may not be at Radio Row. There may be some Chargers Unleashed presence, an LAFE presence at Radio for the Super Bowl. And imagine the euphoria, Jake, if the Chargers are there. Just imagine for a second. Imagine the girth. Imagine the girth of our euphoria. <laughs> If the charges are there. Uh, if you have not already, please hit the like and subscribe button for us. Uh, helps us out a ton. We're kind of on the road to get this thing up to another level. Um, last thing, Jake, we ought to check. How about Dick of the Kicker yesterday? The 54-yard field goal, smooth like butter. I was a little worried about that. I'm like, please. Like The one thing I don't want to see is like Dicker missing one field goal before the playoffs, and the whole crowd goes into a frenzy. Look, I, you, know, you could talk about how amazingly consistent that the Chargers kickers have been this entire year. And let's not forget Dicker the kicker was not the full-time starter at the beginning of this season. And still, when it comes to field goals, you know, screw it. I'm not even going to put that out there. No, I'm don't. Because I, I fully believe in the announcer's curse and I'm not going to do that. The hell with for, that. Good for you. For Jake, 
Hefner. This has been a ton of fun. You can find him at Jake T. Hefner or on Netflix watching. Oh, come on, man. Really? I had a brain fart. Ah, Hellfire. What the frick is the name of that? Stranger Things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take the L on that. I watched Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Girthy Bastard, you can find at Dan W. Sports. Uh, or on Netflix trying to search for Stranger Things, but can't think of it. Um, guys, gals, children of all ages, thank you guys so much for tuning in. The live shows are always fun. Jake, I'm glad we did this. Good call. Uh, we have at least two more shows coming out. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Charge the Leash. We'll talk to you next time. Over and out, Jake. It's been fun. We'll talk to you soon, all right, buddy? Yes, sir. All right, guys, gals, have a great evening. Enjoy playoff week for your Los Angeles Chargers, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.